This episode will contain adult language, mature situations, descriptions of beautiful paintings, surreal concepts, heterochromic white kittens, missing siblings, employees disillusioned with their career, and speculation over concepts. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 356, Cats of the Louvre. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and manga reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well. I'm doing ecstatic because of some various reasons. Like the big one is that tonight I am going to be going to see the movie Ride Your Wave with friend of the podcast Doug Wilder and Greta. We're excited to see this. We're actually going to be doing a review of it, released probably tomorrow, because I like Masaki Uwasa, and I'm surprised this is going to be being released in theaters, and I want to see how this looks on the big screen. I don't know if it's dub, I don't know if it's sub, but I think it's going to be a blast. I'll let you guys know how that's going to be. But, since this is the manga podcast, let's get to it, shall we? Because, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? That means that pretty much every episode we talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it. How the art style is, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say. But we try to be educational, informative, enlightening, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you want to be cool, follow us on all those sites, and also go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, that's Help Zan, and you could go to our Apple Podcast page and leave a comment or a rating let us know what you think about this podcast, how you enjoy it, what we should change. Every rating we get is like putting a tip in the tip jar and helps me want to keep doing this podcast even more. It gives me a little more motivation to do this. If you have any comments, concerns, or you want to recommend a manga you want me to review, you can email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-N, at spirekin.com. And I think that's everything I need to promote, except for a secret project that I'll be revealing next week and some other news I think should be becoming real next week. I'll let you know then. But let's get to the news segment, our latest and greatest thing that we've added to the podcast that people are really enjoying, latest manga news. And there's a lot going on in the last week. The first bit of news is rather bittersweet, but nice. You have several manga that are ending. First off, you have Hideki Owada's Nobunaga-sensei. That is ending in May. You have My Boy in Blue, the manga. Story about a young girl who's in love with a police officer is ending in March. You have Senryu Girls manga ending in May. Today, you have the final chapter of Quintessential Quintuplets. How does it end? Well... I think it's a bit of a cop-out, but whatever. Uh, however, a nice thing that they're doing is that the creator is going to be releasing the first volume in an all-color edition. So you're getting the first volume of Quintessential Quintuplets in complete glorious color. I'm intrigued to get that because Kodansha is going to be doing a good release with that. Another manga that is ending, Relife, the final volume is going to be introducing a final epilogue. That's only for the manga Tankoban. So if you want to read this epilogue chapter, you have to get the full volume. Kind of sucks there, but should be pretty interesting. And 
Seven Deadly Sins is ending in May. There's one volume left. That's going to be volume number 41. So if you're a fan of the Seven Deadly Sins, got to go pick that up. So now that all of the things that are ending are done, let's talk about some of the stuff which are being released over here or have been picked up. First off, Seven Seas is going to be adding two manga by Akiko Morishima. That's uh, Yuri Mangaka. She's also known as a Fujoshi. Well, the two manga that have been picked up are The Conditions of Paradise, Our First Time, and The Conditions of Paradise, Azure Dream. If you're a Yuri fan, I think you may enjoy this. I've heard good things from people who I know who've actually read the source material. Anyway, Viz has picked up an insanely large amount of manga that's going to be released later this year. You have Naruto Sosuke's Story, the novel. You have the manga for Chainsaw Man, finally coming to the U.S. You have Fly Me to the Moon, the manga. If you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes, Moriarty the Patriot, the manga, it's a two-parter. One part is with the cover of Moriarty, the other part's with the villainous Sherlock Holmes. He's the man. Kind of weird. You have Revolutionary Girl Utena After the Revolution, the manga, which I'm kind of surprised. I'm guessing they're going to be re-releasing Revolutionary Girl Utena again. So I'm intrigued by that. They release it another time, and we're getting the epilogue again. However, I digress. Uh, you get the Re- Miko Takahashi's Mermaid Saga Collector's Edition being released by Viz, and I gotta say, Mermaid Saga is a really cool story about immortality involving mermaids. It's also really dark, and it's kind of a precursor for Miko Takahashi's work on Inuyasha. I highly recommend it. You have Sneeze, the Naoki Urasawa story collection. So these are a bunch of his one-shots put together in one set. I hope that it has some of the more weird stuff that he's written, because I actually like a lot of Naoki Urasawa's stuff. The only thing I don't like is Master Keaton, but that's for another day. Uh, finally, the last thing Viz is going to be releasing is Junji Ito's Remina manga. That's a new license they got. So Remina is... Junji Ito's take on sci-fi and when they announced this he actually put a huge letter up for American fans talking about how he's excited that you're going to see his warped sense on sci-fi well who knows on that you have um, a couple of new releases being made first off you have Sutomo Takahashi she is making a new manga in May titled Guitar Shop Rosie no word on what that's about uh the Echo Echo Azarak manga that was created by the late author Shinichi Koga is getting remade into Echo Echo Azarak Reborn by Yata Yamada. I'm intrigued about that. It's kind of a creepy story about a girl who gets magical girl powers and uses it to perform violent, horrific justice. So we'll see how that goes. Kazuki Funatsu, the creator of Yokai Girls, has a new manga coming out in March. That title is going to be Mabataki Yori Hayaku, or Faster Than the Blink of an Eye, about a girl who's going to do everything she can to be popular, even though she's super clumsy. Looks kind of cute. It looks like it's a shoujo-y romance series. We'll see how that goes. Uh, finally, you have three big things. First off, Natsumi Konojo and Micheru Uyema are launching new mangas. On March 16th, uh, Konojo is releasing Honey Mix Triple Nuts. The triple's written as a three, but it's pronounced triple. And it's about a fashion magazine editor who's entering a new field related to voice actors. That seems more like it should be an anime than a manga, but I'm intrigued. Um, and Uyama-sama is creating Akuyaku Reijo Tensi Ojisan, or translates to Middle-Aged Man Reincarnated as a Villainous Young Girl. 
Yes, it's an Izekai. Yes, it's similar to, oh god, I've turned into a villainess, except it's about an old man turning into a young girl villain. So, this could be really creepy or really ingenious. I don't know. We'll find out, though. And our final bit of the news is that Kokowa Imukara Rinri Des, or From Now On We Begin Ethics, written by Shiori Amase, is getting a live-action adaptation. Now, this manga is about an ethics teacher, Takuya Nagi, who uses principles of ethics to help students with their outlook on life and the problems that they have to deal with. It's essentially a more intelligent Onizuka, except using ethics and intelligence instead of brute force. It's kind of weird, but it's a little intriguing, and I'm excited to see how this comes out, because it might be really cool or it might be really bad. Again, going to have to wait and see. So that's all the news for the day, but let's get to the manga releases for the week, because yesterday, Tuesday the 18th, we had an absurdly large amount of manga being released. I don't mean like 5, 10, 20, I think about 50 volumes came out yesterday, and I want to buy a bunch of them, and some I am horrified by. But let's get to it. So first off, things released yesterday, we had a certain scientific railgun, Astro Buddy, Volume 3. You have After the Rain, Volume 1 through 5, being released digitally, and I'm kind of excited about that, even though I already own the series. Now, this is June Mayuzuki's series that we reviewed back in episode 334 of the podcast, and you know my feelings on this, about a young girl who's in love with an older guy, and the fact she's a runner with a disadvantage. Well, anyway, I'm going to digress. You have After School Bitchcraft, Volume 1. You have Arakawa Under the Bridge, Volume 7, and again, I'm surprised this is still being released, but it's Arakawa. If you like insane shit, read it. You know my feelings. I reviewed it in the podcast a long time ago. You have Aphoretta from Commonplace to World's Strongest Zero, the manga, Volume 2 coming out. Bungo Stray Dogs, Volume 3, the light novel. Combatants Will Be Dispatched, Volume 2, the manga. Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoru, Volume 2. You have Downfall, the manga, Drifting Dragons, Volume 3, the manga, Eden Zero, Volume 6, Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest 3, Glepnir, Volume 6, Goblin Slayer Brand New Day, Volume 2, the manga, Golden Kamui, Volume 14, the manga, Happy Sugar Life, Volume 4, the manga, and if you want to work out, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, Volume 2, Side Chester. Happy about that. How to Drain Your Devil, Volume 2. The next one is, I'm a behemoth, an S-ranked monster, but mistaken for a cat, I live as an elf girl's pet monster, Volume 1, the manga. You have Inner Species Reviewers, Volume 3. I know, it's that series that everyone's talking about, that very perverted series about guys who want to screw other monster girls. We haven't reviewed it. I've watched four episodes of it, and meh. It's a series that many of you have been demanding me to review, so I put it on the wheel of manga. Hopefully it does not spin, but knowing my luck, it may spin, but you know what? I'm not going to jinx myself. I got some better titles on here. Uh, anyway, back to the list. You have Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Familia Chronicle Episode Lou, Volume 6. Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon on the Side, Sword or Tori, Volume 11, The Light Novel? You have Kakiguri Twin, Volume 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Volume 1, The Light Novel, Kingdom Hearts 3, The Novel, Volume 1, which is a novel, 
Konosuba, An Explosion of This Wonderful World, Volume 2, The Light Novel. You have Magical Girl Rising Project, Volume 8, The Light Novel, Manga. You have Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt, Volume 13, The Manga. Monthly Girl Nozaki-kun, Volume 11. My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, Volume 6, The Light Novel. New Game, Volume 8. Nicola Traveling Around the Demon's World, Volume 2, The Manga. No Game, No Life, Volume 10, The Light Novel. And I am excited to get this because I actually ordered it and it should be in the mail today or tomorrow. Anyway. Oh, Maidens in Your Savage, Volume 6, The Manga. Overlord a la carte, Volume 3. Overlord, Volume 12. Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 3. Ran in the Grey World, Volume 6. Raw Hero, Volume 1. ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Volume 12, The Light Novel. ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Chapter 3, Truth of Zero, Volume 10. Reincarnated as a Sword, The Manga, Volume 2. Sayuki, Volume 1. Sayuki, the original series, Resurrected, Edition 1, being released. And that's what I'm excited about, because it's Sayuki being released again. And we reviewed this a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Anyway, uh, you have Silver Spoon, Volume 13. Sword Art Online, Alternative Gun Gale Online, Volume 6, The Light Novel. Tales of Wedding Rings, Volume 8, The Light Novel. The Devil is a Part-Timer, Volume 15, The Manga. The Drifting Classroom Perfect Edition Volume 2. It's funny for that one because everyone thought I was crazy when I said that The Drifting Classroom is a good series and that I hope that we get it one day. All the way back in Episode 3 of this podcast, we talked about Drifting Classroom. And now it's 350-something episodes later and we're finally getting the Perfect Edition being released. How crazy is that? That we predicted this would get a good release and it got a great release. I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, you have The Hero is Overpowered but Overly Cautious, Volume 3, the manga. The Isolator, Volume 5, the light novel. The Royal Tutor, Volume 13, the manga. Tokyo Ghoul Re, Volume 15. Trinity 7, Volume 19. Odisai Yatsura, Volume 5. And finally, You Call That Service, Volume 2, the light novel. Whoa, that's a long-ass list. And there's a lot of manga to go through to give to your friends to check out. For me personally... Things I'm Psyched For, Odisai Yatsura Volume 5, definitely, Drifting Classroom Perfect Edition Volume 2, Sayuki, I already own it, I've given it away, I don't need it again, even though I hope you guys should get it, um, No Game No Life, uh, Thunderbolt Volume 13, uh, How to Train Your Devil Volume 2, How Have You the Dumbbells You Lift, Goblin Slayer, Brand New Day, and I'm intrigued by Downfall. I think that should be a pretty cool manga. I don't know what it's about, but we'll have to wait and see. But let me know what you guys think. What are these manga are you interested in? Which ones have you read? Which ones are you buying? Which ones would you never buy? What are you guys' opinions on that series that we don't want to talk about and I don't want to review? Let me know. Email me personally at zanspocker.com or tweet me at Spirekin. Or you can direct message me on Instagram. Also, remember, check out Instagram because you're posting actual images from the mangas we've been reviewing so you can actually look inside and see what's actually there about and how the art style is. Let me know. Anyway, so let's get to the main part of this podcast, the part that I enjoy the most and that you guys have enjoyed so much for the last 13 years or 12 years. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the review of the podcast, the actual talking about the manga itself. And this one is pretty badass and pretty unique. Well, it's not badass. It's different. 
It's surreal. It's strange. It's bizarre. It's not JoJo's bizarre, but it is weird. So what makes it weird, especially, is the art style, which is by Matsumoto Taiyo, the guy who made Tekon Concrete and Ping Pong. His human designs leave much to be desired as personal designs. However, he actually replicates a lot of the art style that's seen in the Louvre in this manga, and they're photorealistic and perfect. So it's like they say, mangakas have to learn how to draw actual drawings, and then you make your own style. You have to know how to draw real stuff. So if you want to become a manga creator, learn how to draw real stuff, and then put your own spin on it. You should be able to draw still life perfectly, and then you can make your own weird bent about it. However, I digress. So, like I said, this is written by Matsumoto Taiyo and also illustrated by him. Created in 2016 and published by Shogakuken and Viz. Now, this is originally two volumes. We have one huge, beautiful omnibus that has an actual dust cover. It is thick, and this is like you could actually show to people. It is a mystery set in Supernatural and... A weird interesting fact is that this was actually commissioned by the Louvre. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, anyway, so let me tell you all about the manga that is known as Louvre Loneco or Cats of the Louvre. Now, this manga is kind of cool and weird because of the fact, like I said, that the Louvre actually commissioned this. They go through and commission various comic artists to write original stories inspired by the collection in their museum. And a lot of these comic book artists are French comic book artists. All my French fans, you should know about this. Actually, if you know any of them, email me, zansparker.com, let me know what your favorite one is. But I'm getting off topic. So back to the Louvre and them hiring people. So they mainly work with French artists, but they've been working with a lot of various other artists from around the world. And they're Mangaka they picked have had no exception. They picked the best and weirdest authors possible. First off, you had Jiro Taganuchi doing Guardians of the Louvre, which was translated into English, and one which I'm surprised that we haven't gotten yet. Hirohiko Horaki, creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, did Rohan at the Louvre. I'm intrigued. I wonder if there is like a stand for Mona Lisa. I'm, I want to check this out. But I'm getting off topic. So back to the again, I've been blah all over the place. I'm kind of excited because this part is actually really cool, the history about this. Because they decided to go with Taiyo Matsumoto for this manga that we're talking about. And cool fact about him, besides the fact that he won the Eisner Award for Tech on Concrete, he also created Ping Pong and Sunny. Something he did when he was younger is that he toured France to learn art for artistic research, and he kind of copied a couple of artists, like learned from Enki Bilal and Mobius, and you could see their influence throughout his mangas. It's kind of cool. So because of that reason, since he has such that French look, they immediately picked him up and said, you're writing this manga. So as I've been hyping this manga that was commissioned by the Louvre, you're expecting it to be beautiful, whimsical, and that is what this is. It's beautiful, whimsical, bizarre, unique, and something that you really wouldn't read anywhere else. Now, what is this about? The manga is the story of the Louvre. Specifically, some of the denizens of the Louvre. You have three characters that it focuses on. First off, we have the tour guide. The tour guide, Cecile. Now, Cecile is overworked, underpaid, and she is ready to get the hell out of the Louvre. She has to give 
hundreds of tours a week. And she goes like, I've gone through 15 today. And she keeps going through it. And one day when she's showing the Mona Lisa for the umpteenth time, she notices a small kitten with two different color eyes in the, on the floor. She looks, sees it, and then turns away, and then looks back. Cat is gone. Later on, we're introduced to the second and third characters of our story. A new employee. Guy who's actually interested in Cecile thinks she looks cute. And this is Patrick. He's been hired to be the night guardsman. And he's got to learn from the most esteemed night guardsman, the emeritus guardsman, the guy who's been here for years, Marcel. And as they're walking around, Marcel is just showing around Patrick around here. And he takes a stop to go upstairs into the attic of the Louvre. And in the attic, there are dozens of cats. He kind of explains to Patrick that the cats have been here since the Louvre was a castle and they're going to stay forever and they live here. We just kind of rent from them. And he feeds them and leaves them alone. But he notices that one of the kittens is missing. He's like, where's the, where's the little one? And as they leave, you see this small kitten running around and exploring the Louvre. And here's where it gets cool. Because when humans aren't around, these cats look humanish they turn into like these kind of strangely hyper styled human cat hybrids like cats with human parts similar to how the cats should have looked in cats but they didn't look so sometimes they look like kittens sometimes they look like cats and it's them dealing with what's going on and snow babe the white kitten is kind of an anomaly because snow babe is not aging He's been around for like 20 years and hasn't aged, but all the other kittens have aged, and all the cats have their own little society of what's going on. And as they're going around, they are dealing with this world. And they actually, at night when the humans aren't around, or just when the security guards are around, they can play. And how do they play? Do they just play in the attic? Do they go outside? No. They're able to jump in and out of the paintings and do stuff. And that's really surreal because when they go into the different paintings, the style of the kitten or cats changes to mimic that art style. So they're in a plane that's done by Surratt. They look like someone in the plane. It's really cool how they do that. And this is kind of the more whimsical part because it gets trippy and weird because Snow Babe ends up running into a girl that's in the painting. And wants to become friends with this girl. Now. Similar thing is that Marcel. The older security guard. He joined the Louvre because years ago. About 50 years ago. Him and his sister went to the Louvre. And his sister disappeared. His family thought she was kidnapped. He could have sworn that she ran into one of the paintings. So he's trying to figure out what happened. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. So let's skip the plot because to explain it is headache inducing and let's go back to the art style. Now you do see he was worth their commission. He does a faithful adaptation of all the various paintings and mimicking the styles while keeping his own style there. All the characters you could tell the difference between and when you see them go from cat form to human form, it's similar enough where you can understand it while not being too strange. However, 
for cat to human transformations, I still say Yankee does a better job because they look human. There's only little cat parts. This is, they still have cat ears or cat paws or twinkles and yeah. And Snow Babe looks like the little prince in his human form, which is really freaking bizarre. But again, the little prince is a French story. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, now... Overall, this manga is one which part of me wants to like be like, yes, you should read this, but it's also one which I have to admit, it is very weird and very compelling. It is not going to appeal to everyone. It's not a mainstream manga. This is one of those ones where if you like artsy, if you like somber, you will really enjoy this. This is a manga which does not shed away from certain concepts and themes it focuses on mournful nature of loss it does have characters that die and it does not shy away from them how they die it's kind of graphic at some points this is a manga that is one that will bring you to tears at some point however it is a rewarding manga to read and i think that you'll want to read this all year if you do give it a chance so, on the one hand, this is definitely one that you want to own if you are a serious manga collector. If you're a casual manga collector, you'll want to check this out. But, like I said, it's not for everybody. It's really not for everybody. It's a manga that is divisive. So, if you are a manga aficionado, an anime aficionado, and you like going to places that manga can take you, besides the just standard story of steps one two three or i know how this is going to end check this out out of our out of our rating system i'm going to have to give this a bar from a friend and don't return unless offered pocky and it's just because it does get bizarre and strange and even for me it's at one it's a manga you have to put down and be like i can't read this anymore right now i need to take a break i need something stupid or silly to to compound this this is like a real novel. You have to read it and take your time with it and absorb it because for the art, for the characters, for the overarching story, it's worth reading. It's just one you're going to have to invest in. Now, if they tried to animate this, I think that whoever animated it would get an aneurysm. But then again, people did do things like this back in the day with things like Angel's Egg or Night on the Galactic Railroad. So theoretically, it could be possible. So a random question of the day is going to be, do you think this could be animated into an anime? Let me know, zanspirekin.com, and let me know what you guys think about this. If you agree with me or disagree, if this is worth a really, really, really fucking cool, or if this is a take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it, let me know. zanspirekin.com, xanspirekin.com. And uh, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. And we're on Facebook and Twitter. And so with that in mind, let's get to the part I'm excited for, the part you've all been waiting for. And what are we saying? We're talking about that one, that only, the manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. We're going to spin this wheel. Whatever number it lands on, 
that's what we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And unlike usual, I'm actually going to read my list for what we're going to review because people have complained about some of the manga or saying that I've been cheating. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin, and here's the titles that are on the list. For number one, we have ReZero. Number two, we have Glepnir. Number three, The Saga of Tanya the Evil. The manga which pisses me off because it spends 20 fucking pages talking about how the Stanford experiment was a good thing. Number four, Interspecies Reviewer. Number five, Rose of Versailles. Number six, The Witch Printing Press. Number seven, An Oldie But Goldie, Zombie Loan. Number eight, if you like volleyball, Haikyuu. Number nine, Chainsaw Man. And number ten, Boku Ben. So let us spin and see your review in the next episode, shall we? Oh, damn it. Number four. Shit. So, in the next episode, we get to review a manga about two guys and an angel who end up going around and raiding girls on their sexual prowess because, yay, you guys wanted it. So, next episode, we're reviewing interspecies reviewers. Yay. Oh, God. I have... Anyway. I should be more excited and happy, but yeah, right. I'm gonna just... Anyway, so with that in mind, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at spirekin.com. Email me on all the various sites, and I hope you guys have a great day. I'll let you guys know how Ride Your Wave is. Um, that'll perk me up. I'm excited for that, and I'll let you know about the cool news next week that's what's going on. So I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. Mm-hmm.